You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 335 of Essentials Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill, uh, joined by executive video producer, audio engineer, Zach Burcham, uh, returning guest. Uh, I don't know if he wants to be considered a co-host, but Devin Guffey is back in the building for the first time since 2022. Uh, I'm already insulting him and making fun of him and making him feel very welcome. Uh, it just I feel we go very welcome. I feel very welcome. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Uh, and our our guest today uh, is going to be uh, one of our patrons as well. Uh, it's uh, Blake. I was, I was trying to decide <laughs> how we wanted to do this because we we listed in the pa- in the uh, in the Patreon that it's just Sports Corner and Varsity Outfitters, but it's Blake Reese. Yeah, is the is the official name. That, that is my that's, name. that's not your yeah. stage name. This is this is your real Christian name. Yep, it's on my license and everything. All right, yep. we don't need to see it. We're good. We believe you. Okay. All right. The guy at the door asked for it. <laughs> I don't know who was at the door. <laughs> uh, let's see. We are going to talk about uh, Blake and his uh, his new business, uh, Sports Corner Varsity Outfitters here in uh, here in Newcastle. Uh, it's a miracle we're on the air today because uh, there was a massive network outage. Uh, that uh, I want to compare notes and see how everybody survived the uh, the, the six hour blackout today. Uh, Knightstown was the uh, center of the political world in Indiana this weekend, uh, and I, I'm sure Zach, Zach, were you at the city meeting uh, yesterday? Yes, excellent. Yep, excellent because you're going to be a correspondent on the back yeah. end of the show. Yeah, so it was so busy, I was standing on the staircase at the beginning of the meeting. You don't have a reserved seat with a placard that says this belongs to Zachary no, Burcham? Me and me and uh, landlord Mike Burles are both staying out in the hallway, and he's uh, he's as regular as I am. We got a seat eventually, but yeah, seems quite unfair. Uh, and then uh, we have a little thing we're going to talk about for about my uh, about my upcoming weekend activities. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you, other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, Zach, what did we talk about in Patreon? Talked about the weather. We talked about some of our plans this weekend, which some of which will come up today. Uh, you know what? It's kind of hard to remember. We went on a rambling run through Patreon, which is always a fun time. Yeah. So it was a good, good chat. And we've learned about some of the stuff that's happened with all of us since we came, since Devin was last on the show. So if you are uh, $50 or more a month, what happens? You get called out every episode. And if you've got a business, or a side hustle or whatever you've got going on, we'll mention it. And you know, everybody, kind of like everybody does. Christy Avery, our Norwex dealer. And she's, I mean, she's kind of like the, the, uh, the wall house mom. She takes care of kind of the whole wall network, um, and keeps an eye on everybody. Then we've got Jonathan Phillips, who is in Hawaii and not dealing with the weather that we dealt with this week. And, 
Uh, no, I'm not. I'm mixing people up, aren't I? Yeah, that's Craig. I'm good. John, I, Phillips I, I, is I think running. John would like to be in Hawaii. He'd like to be in Hawaii. He's running for uh, county council at large, though. Andy uh, Moore Buick Andy GMC. Moore Buick GMC selling vehicles. He finally, if anyone wants to know, they finally got Jeremiah's truck in that he ordered like a year and a half ago. And if you go on the website, if they haven't corrected it yet, it was only listed for four four million dollars million dollars <laughs> on the website. I said, John, is that is that price negotiable? He said, negotiable. He said, yeah, there's a couple hundred grand. We can, take off. We, <laughs> we can probably get it down to three point nine. And we got Anthony Meyer, who's running just product all over the country with this. Uh, I forget the name of his company. Something horse. A different breed. Different breed trucking. And then we have Blake here. Who's representing his business? The newest Patreon member at the uh, the fifty dollars tier with Sports Corner and Varsity Outfitters. Very good. We thank yeah. them. They and all the Patreon people help keep the lights on in this nice studio. That's right, and we keep the temperature uh, it's moderated. In yes, here. it's nice and yeah, I appreciate it's, that. It's not too bad. It's it's, it's, it's a little chilly, uh, but uh, I wore a sweatshirt, so it's it's fine. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I don't know Brian. who curated the decor because that <laughs> over there is epic. I don't know if the camera can see it, but that's just oh, no, you know, our, our cardboard cutouts. Yeah. yeah. So, so oh this is God, this great. this entire studio is donations is collections of yeah. things that have just shown up by guests bestowing us randomness. Okay. It's like that. Okay. Uh, so almost everything it, Where, we had. I think Christy Avery gave us a, a, gave us one stand up of the of the NASCAR drivers, and, the, yeah, and, and then Jason Hatfield dropped two more in after his more. appearance. I had, to, I had to go pick them up. I'd fit two of those in the back of my Mazda. Behind uh, behind um, Zach, there's a uh, there's a there's a Miller Racing yeah. uh, car. It's I believe it's is it Brian Herta? I don't even remember who it is now. It's a Ray Hall. We talked about this at the time, yeah. but it's a Ray Hall Hogan uh, Miller Genuine Draft car. Uh, there's a a deer's head and a deer's butt up in the studio in here. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a little, little of everything. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some, uh, game of Thrones that Dakota did. There's, and my personal favorite is the Bobby Knight poster in a, in a Purdue sweater. Yeah. So yeah, we have an eclectic mix of stuff. But yeah. A lot of the stuff that, that he's seeing, I know I, um, there. yeah, Bob, people, Bob Knight's on the way to the bathroom. People that don't know, I'm, I'm married to Blake's cousin. And so I've known Blake since Blake was a child. And yeah, the NASCAR stuff would definitely his his grandpa was a diehard NASCAR fan, so he would love that. Yeah, so basically, I need to bring some fishing stuff in. That's here. right. We'll yeah. put your so, we'll put your tackle box up on the wall. Sounds good to me. If it's racing related, it's generally coming from my side, and if it's absolute nerdism, <laughs> that'd be Dakota. That that yeah. the the role playing games and the. Uh, and the, the medieval crap would be that's Dakota's wing of the uh, yeah. of the lore. And Zach hasn't decorated at all. I don't think that sounds like Zach. No, he has, yeah. he has Tony Kanon's shoes in front of him. Yeah, I've told you, I have some bright heating and cooling, like Chuck Taylor looking shoes. I've got some stuff at home. I we can have, probably bring stuff. We have uh, Will Power signed his uh, Will Power one mid Ohio. And I don't want to explain how it happened, but we wound up with Will signing his visor. To the boss hog of liberty, and it, it's it's here in studio permanently or until cool. somebody swipes it. I've got a random collection of stuff I could bring at home. I've I've acquired things. There's a spring on the table. There's a spring of an Indy car of a Delara. The rear rear springs of a Delara a DW12. It could be from 2012. Could be from this year. We don't know. Where'd you find it, or where did you get it? It's not important. All right. <laughs> okay, There's this funny thing with like Indy car where. Especially if you got in early, if you just hung around, you just figured out how to get a hold of stuff. Because at home, I've got a, a rear wing end plate, 
I have a front wing. I have helmet. an entire underbody, was, like the the wooden yeah. underbody of an Indy car in my. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it, so it's in front of the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. But I have it. Yeah, I have a rear wheel and a front wing element, and I have a couple springs. I have some smaller ones. They're great pin holders at work. Oh yeah, and they're Eibach nice and everything. So yeah, I've, I've got some random stuff. I grew up just down the street, right on South Eleventh. We lived there. I don't know. 20 something years and my dad my mom and dad just moved out um into the country in 2020 and my dad said the thing he was looking forward to the least of moving was all of the sprint car tires that were in the <laughs> attic of the garage because my grandpa would take me to races yep. and after the race those guys just come home with a tire them, and they were like hey kid do you want this tire and i was like oh my god yeah yeah like we, will the driver sign it and i've got so many signed by tracy and ted that they're just up there in the, the rafters and i think he just signed by tracy hines it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake, Blake's and, grandpa is an OG Tracy Hines sponsor. The original, the first one. The very what was first. the company? Reese Electric. There we go. Yeah, that his was my his grandpa was one of those legendary people that he had a key to almost every, <laughs> like literally, just like you go to the you go to Baker Park, he had a key to all the shelter houses and everything because he'd done electric for kind of everybody. Yeah, and he was this kind of epic human being. He rolled around in old Chrysler Fifth Avenues, and he had he had like a newer work truck. But he didn't like to drive it. He drove this old one that was yellow and rusted, and they called it the bruised banana. He'd roll around, but he was kind of like yeah. everybody knew, knew Jack Reese. The bruised banana was so accurate, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's exactly Great little truck. Shit. Yeah. I'll Gosh. tell you what, bruisebanana.com would be a wonderful sponsor. If they want to join at $50 or more, <laughs> they'd, go right, uh, they'd go right with Bent Carrot. That would be actually a better name for a dumpster company <laughs> than the Slick Pickle would be the bruised banana. And if it was like a yellow dumpster that just had like, every time you got a dent, you just kind of colored it brown, <laughs> that'd be great. So Blake, tell us about yourself, man. We're we're glad to have you join the join the program and supporting it. You reached out a few months ago when you were when you were uh uh cutting the deal to to pick up Sports Corner. Tell us mm-hmm. tell us about yourself. Tell us about the business. All right. So what you can offer people? Um born and raised here in town, been here the whole time. Um my wife as well and our two kids. Uh, we're local people. We used to live out kind of close to Moreland out in the country for a while. And we kind of told ourselves once we have kids and they get to the right age, we want to move back to the city so we can get involved and stuff. You want them wearing green and white. Uh-huh. You don't want them being yeah. Vikings. Yeah. That'd be, well, that'd be trouble. Hey, now we, we, we want them, we want them to be Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> I have to remain neutral on that. As Zach knows all of the, well, half of my family was from Blue River. Me too. So yeah, I dropped out after the sixth grade. I, I was, I, I did half of fifth grade and sixth grade as a Viking. And then it was uh-huh. the, that was the end of my time. <laughs> you were like, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Listen, I couldn't take the pressure of going to the big school. Okay. I was in the elementary and the thought of changing classes, that was way beyond my pay grade as a, as a, as a seventh grader. So yeah. I get that. We so did where did you else. go? Homeschooled. Homeschooled. Essentially, I'm a dropout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty well just a, just a, a Blue River dropout. Yeah. Right on, man. And then a couple of college, couple of college appearances after that. That means you're like the most famous Blue River dropout there is. Gotta be. Well, I mean, how many are there? Uh, probably about Half. four million or <laughs> five, maybe. Depends if you count appearances and on the record in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> this is fash. This yeah. is okay, Blue River. Listen. This is because y'all are raising taxes. I just read about it in the paper today. You want your property taxes increase. This is you raise taxes, you get bashed. And this is just it's just a just a bunch of blue river alums that don't pay taxes there that are that are see what's coming to Prairie Township. Just FYI, Sports Corner and Varsity Outfitters has no portals to Blue River Valley School. So you all the Viking gear you want. <laughs> we Viking raiders. everything you're doing. 
So, all right, we interrupted you in your in, in your explanation. <laughs> You're good. Uh, we moved back to town. I told my wife I want to get involved with stuff, you know, so immediately started uh, coaching soccer. That's my biggest passion, uh, despite playing basketball and baseball mostly whenever I was growing up. Um, my wife played soccer, and she flipped me, you know. So, soccer is uh, it's the sport to me. Blue know? River's too small to have soccer, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's okay, you know. It only takes 11, you know. Hey, but hey, hey you start a soccer team. Start a soccer team. Uh, I'm kind of busy, but, <laughs> you know, but. Devin's um, got time. Uh, yeah. I've got all the time in the world at this point. <laughs> I can send you some practice plans. We'll get this thing going. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, but, yeah, so we just started getting involved with stuff, a lot of different stuff every year. And uh, last year, Kyle asked me if uh wanted to do this and. We talked it over and said, let's do it. So tell us about the business. It's a landmark institutional thing. Been a number of different owners. It's kind of had some caretakers over the years mm-hmm. or folks that have put their own brand or their own uh, mark on it. Yeah. Uh, but essentially school it, and it's a custom shop, but you, a lot of very much the school athletics is the, is the core business. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, school, not so much these days, um, uh, which is kind of a shame. And that's something I want to really, you know, bring back into it. But, um, all of the programs in the community, you know, they're, we're pretty tight with almost all of them, even travel teams. And that's really kind of the lifeblood of what's doing it, you know, and the letter jacket stuff, you know, whenever it comes to letter jackets, everybody knows sports corner is a place to go. I feel like every day I have an appointment whenever I get back to town got to go for a letter jacket fitting or somebody's dropping off to have something added and it's really cool because you get that senior and I've, I've only been doing it since october last year but you get that senior who's like i got my last two i just want to put them get them put on so i can like get it put in a case and it's just kind of like a story of their high school career and it's kind of cool you know you get to talk to them about each and every patch how that season went how this season went whatever it's it's kind of cool Devin, what was your jacket Oh, that's a good question because I didn't buy one. You didn't buy <laughs> one. Got it. You had to letter in basketball, Brewer, though, right? Um, uh, we won one sectional. Yeah. And county, I don't know if county goes on letterman jackets or not. Yep. yep. Okay. So, uh-huh. uh, like the uh, maybe two. You had a few. <laughs> two <Yeah>. of them. <laughs> so Zach sends his kids your way in the uh, in his coaching endeavors with Newcastle nowadays. I I would assume I'm I'm not in charge of that. I actually don't know. I I just showed up to practices. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, t- I mean, I've talked to I I talked to Jeff and to told him who was buying it. So like I don't know. There might be some business floating that way, and so you never know. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's very good. We'd be very accepting. We've got a ton of stuff that we do, um, especially for like up in the Muncie area. We actually are heavily involved with Yorktown and the Delta programs too. Um, so we're just kind of servicing everybody in the area, but I really want to start growing Newcastle back to what it used to be. And right now we're trying to rebuild the store. It's under construction. I apologize to everybody who's jerked on the door in the middle of the day to go in and buy a Purdue hat. You know, I'm sorry, but we are working on it. Um, they boiler up. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, when back when Kyle owned it, we tore it down. Um, to kind of rebuild and that kind of hit pause. Then he sold it to me. And so now we're trying to hit play and put it fast forward, you know, trying to get things back going. I'm shooting for June. We'll kind of relaunch, be open to the public and just have all the stuff on the shelves that used to be there. And where's the storefront going to be? Where it's always been right next to Mancino's right there. on the you south side And do you town. guys have any social media? Yeah, we uh, just 
did the Facebook stuff. Um, so I'm not good with social media. That's been a class that I've been attending weekly for the past few weeks, but we launched our Facebook page again. Um, and then we're getting ready to relaunch an Instagram. I couldn't figure out how to get the old one flipped over. So I had to just kind of Turn start, it off. Starting fresh. Start fresh one, yeah. But we haven't got around to doing that one yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I'm not good at Facebook. So for those of you who are like, this guy is posting stuff, but it's awful. I'm sorry. I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah, it's the first time I've ever done it. And I know I'm awful, but I'm trying. Right. You're yeah. learning That's as you go. That's all that matters. That's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch the watch the business grow and, and, yeah. the, uh, and how it comes along. I know you made it known to us that being involved in a number of the different community aspects is, is important to you. To you so guys. important. Yep. So important. There's been a few things that's already come across that I'm just like, I'll do it. Just take it. You know, I just want to be involved. I want to help. You know, there's just, there's been a few, there's been a lot that's kind of come to us. People in need, who do I go to for this? Who do I, you know, I don't know who to go to. I'm like, let's, let's just do it. You know, well, how much is that going to cost? We don't have a lot of money. Don't worry about it. You know, like we just want to do it. Help out the community as best we can. And make, just put smiles on faces. Make it happen. You know? Very good. Yeah. Well, we're excited about the partnership and having you having you involved. Yeah. Uh he's gonna hang with us for the for the balance of the show and we'll see see where it goes. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I'm counting on you, Devin, for for some hard hitting political takes as we get going. Uh somebody help. <laughs> somebody help. <laughs> the uh did you guys anybody have an AT T phone today? Nope. I got lucky. I'm on Verizon. Your Verizon. Yeah, I was also. Verizon. So I was, also I was the only victim today. Uh, I was also home. I was remote today, so I was on Wi-Fi. I had no issues. It was really. I mean, it's hilarious. It's kind of the greatest first world problem ever to just watch data go down for a while because you're like, y'all survive. Mm-hmm. Like we're all gonna live. This is the way that. I mean, we're all enough. This is the way we grew up. Yeah, it was just with this, but it was it was interesting to read about. Yeah. So I was I I. I woke up at some point in the night, local Facebook page, phones are down. Like, oh, that sucks. That'll be a problem in the morning. Go back to sleep. Wake up. Realize that my my phone was like, yep, you don't have a phone connection. Like it my I have Cricket Wireless, which is an AT&T product uh for my personal phone. I'm like, well, that's dead. Great. And you open up you open up Facebook and it says, uh, there's an outage and it was reported as, oh yeah, it's AT&T, some Verizon, some some T Mobile. I'm like, huh. That's weird. And then the story changes throughout the day of like, ah, T-Mobile's like, it is not us. We are fine. If any of our customers are trying to call those deadbeat 18 key customers, then maybe they have a problem, but our stuff's not broken. All right. So I, I carry all three different, I have all three devices. Like my day job has, my day job has an 18, it has a, uh, has a Verizon phone. Okay. And then I, my personal phone is on Cricket. And then it turns out my truck is on AT&T. So that didn't work today either. So I had no way to listen to anything driving, driving to work unless I went to terrestrial radio, which is very stone aged. Uh, but I remembered I have this little, this little T-Mobile tablet that, uh, Chris Galt had sold me. That's $10 a month, uh, that I mostly use just camping to level the camper, but it has like a 10 meg hotspot on T-Mobile. T-Mobile does not work at my house on the south side of Newcastle. It is useless. It does not work at my in my house. It will not connect to their data. But most other places, it's got a good connection. 
So I hotspotted from that thing at, at work and I was able to get my, my other phone working. So I was functional today right as I was trying to answer emails. You just took you attention. three different devices. But I had three on different every, devices. On every different phone. And I have every well. network that exists to, to be able to, to have full triple, uh, a triple prong approach to be able to do something, <laughs> to be able to do something today, which it's I got, thought was hilarious. It's going to be an apocalyptic cell phone now for Jeremiah to be taken <laughs> I, out. I like, have yeah. some way to, to communicate or to do something pretty bulletproof um i i also learned today that like this these new the new trucks and i they're they're awesome but i literally cannot have it connected like my phone cannot be connected to the truck and get an outside hotspot connection because it uses wi-fi to connect all the android auto oh, so stuff it's, it's gotta do one or the other. so it's yeah so i have to just like be like yep truck's not talking to anything it's just just to, that's the only way it's going to work so it's not so it's not bluetoothing it's it's, the stereo, it's not it's wi-fi hotspotting yeah so you can't like pull like a podcast off your phone and and Bluetooth it to the stereo. It's Wi-Fiing it to it. Yeah, it's it's that's it's unfortunate. Very yeah. it's it, they made yeah. this when they decide <laughs> they were making all of these screens so fancy and good looking, they they said Bluetooth won't get it done anymore. So now it's uh-huh. that's the that's the trick, I guess. Bummer. Yeah. So here's what I want to sure. know. How long could we have survived as a society? Because there were all of these, there were all of these, like, oh, it's it's the Russians, oh, it's an EMP. I, I've said EMP, which I was being, a, I was being a smartass. Yeah, something about having but Russian a lot EMP of literalists either. were coming at me, going, "It's not that. It would be different." I'm like, okay, comedy, take a joke. Take, yeah, it's <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but you know, solar flares, cyber attack. I don't know what it was, and I don't know Jesse Riddle, who's a contributor to this show. He's like, I think it was somebody at AT and T that. Did an update that went horribly wrong, and it took yeah, them that like long a to make like it. a maintenance thing in the morning. They were trying yeah. to do it. They're trying to sneak it in overnight. And yeah, and something maybe. something broke bad. Here's the question, though: Is how long could we function or as a society if this goes? If we lost this, two it, days, two days, two days is it? Because I, I, there's got to be some things that really yeah, legitimately guess, were not functioning. I was going to say there's some people that would probably do okay. Pe- that I think people for the most part would do okay. What would very quickly happen is you'd find out all of the things that we have built on wireless data connections and all of a sudden those aren't working and it would probably be things you didn't even think about. I bet law enforcement would be in a real rough spot real fast because they're all running laptops in their cars and they're I'm assuming they're running cellular signals to look up plates and stuff. Yeah. And so I think that yeah, it would be weird. It'd be interesting to see what would start to really Mapping break down first. Nobody knows where to go because all of a sudden their cell phone can't connect and they don't have maps downloaded and they're just lost. And their grandpa, oh my pull, gosh. their grandpa pulls an atlas out from 1985 yeah. out of the door pocket of his car and is like, "Look at this!" And yeah, how many people just can't find a way to get across town? Yeah, I mean, I, I might have passed this on my way here on accident, <laughs> but we don't, we don't talk about it. <laughs> it would be interesting. I bet, like, you'd see some restaurants that really struggle because all their It'd be interesting to see if it had to be like just not just cellular, but if there was like a full on data, like the internet went down, like straight up the internet went down. Yeah. That'd be Everything weird. Really, that'd be really where it went to go south. But I, yeah. Think about like your package delivery services, right? Like Amazon delivering stuff to you. Well, they, that's all probably of, all, all of, being told to them. All by. of that stuff is coming in, you know, a, a, on the line, so to speak. Um, I know like del- in my world, in, in the construction world, Material deliveries and delivery tickets, a lot of that stuff is GPS tracked and that data comes back. So somebody says, hey, your concrete truck will be there in four minutes. I can see it. All of a sudden that goes away. You don't know what the sequencing is. You don't know what's happening. There's just there's so many functions of our society that have moved to this mobile data. Some millennial or Gen Zer who only does 
dinner via DoorDash would just be crippled. They'd just starve in their apartment, unable It'd to be go gone get their in, own dinner. Gone in weeks. Just go get some cereal at Walmart. I mean, it'll be all right. There was there was a smart aleck that said, uh, "Well, I, I guess the the baby boomers that kept their house phones are are all just fine." <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, they can call each other. I don't know what the rest of us are going to do. Yeah. It, I wouldn't be shocked though to find out that landlines at some point travel over a cellular network. I bet they don't. And there's probably still some kind of connection, or whatever. But I wouldn't be shocked if there's some of that stuff that's still. Yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. I wonder if it makes some stuff like this today makes them think about that. I wonder if GM got complaints that their truck wasn't like, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. I just lost all functionality. Oh, I had a lot bad. of people in, in Facebook groups, buddies groups I have, they're like, Yep, I was fine until my Spotify wouldn't work. I had no I had no none of my music. Like just random things. Four dollars a month to get your uh your your XM satellite radio on their big promotion right now. This is how desperate they are. If you've had a, I, I get these emails for any any radio that's been connected, four dollars a month for a year, and they will give you a twenty five dollar Visa gift card to sign up. Right, they are begging yeah. for customers. Man, it's essentially two dollars a month for satellite radio. It's amazing it's still around. Yeah. Like the after streaming has become a thing, and now and just the the prevalence of like unlimited data. Because I used to be a satellite radio, I had one in my Dakota, had one the Tahoe had it. For a bit, and I had a mount. I think it's something else, and I had, I listened to it at work. I had a thing at work, like antenna, so I could stick it out the wind front window at work. And then now it's just like one we stream podcasts that became a thing, and two you just like I just pull up my phone and hook my Bluetooth headphones to it and go straight to it. Go straight to it, yeah. Satellite radio, Devin, was this thing where they launched this, a satellite called Rock. And that's a, big, that's a big word that I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be two companies even. They merged. Used to be those little round antennas. You saw two antennas on it. Like, look at a mid-2000 Chevy, and on there'd be two antennas, and one of them on the roof was the XM antenna. I bought my first one. It was a Delphi. Which Yeah, you know, mine was the Delphi. I had the stereo. Yeah. I had yeah. the boombox. The boombox. And then you could take the module out. You would take it and you could plug it in at work or at home. And then you could plug it into your car, snap it in and out. And you had just a little retrofitted antenna that set up magnetic antenna on the roof of your what, vehicle. What's Delphi mean? Delphi was a... You don't know? <laughs> no. That was electri- That was basically to... to General I, Motors Electronics. Yeah, General company. Motors Electronics. So they, they had a huge yeah. presence in Anderson. So they were the uh, they were the big... Yeah, when when you drive down, if you drive down Anderson, you see this this huge gaping hole in the road. Like there's nothing there. It's just a, a like, on Scatterfield. It, yeah, on Scatterfield, you get so far, and all of a sudden you're like, there's just nothing here. And that was where GM was on the left, and on the right, I believe, was a Delphi building. And yeah, that was because they they will make stuff for other car companies. That turned into its own company. But the electronic side of GM, if you got like an electronics part, you needed like a computer module or something for a GM. It would be a Delphi part. Delphi was the uh, the sponsor of Scott Sharp, yeah, and the uh, Kelly Racing IndyCar program back in I believe was was, he, was, he, was that a Delphi car when he uh, had the pole in two thousand one? No, I don't remember that far back. Didn't make it through the first turn. You remember the pole sitter crashing in the first lap of the race? A couple times, yeah, that's happened. That's well, I remember it happening before the race too. <laughs> I think that was the Delphi car. Anyway, up uh, oh, here come the cops. Uh, could be Devin's dad. I was going to say, to there's, there's dad. <laughs> Knightstown, Indiana was the uh, the political center of uh, of Indiana on Saturday morning. Apparently, 150 uh, standard rank and file 
that, those sirens are getting very close to the building. Yeah. <laughs> they just turned, the yeah, they just turned yeah. south on 11th. Um, yeah, fire trucks. Fire truck. <laughs> if we're on fire, Zach, you're going to have to call it out because Devin can't see it or smell it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I mean, not, that'll be all right. <laughs> Got him on the outside corner of the building. <laughs> He's not, he's not good for looking out. Um, <laughs> Knightstown was the center of Indiana's political world. Uh, if you're a patron, you got the uh, you got the show notes dropped into the Facebook group. And there's uh, there's links. The Courier Times ran a multiple story uh, deal. Uh, our friend uh, Daryl Radford was down there reporting. The uh, the Indianapolis Star sent some folks. I know Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the uh, the noted uh political journalist out of indianapolis was there organized by our friend nate lamar they had uh essentially all of the precinct committee men for the uh for the sixth congressional district were allowed to vote they all heard from uh the candidates for governor uh five of the six actually showed up i think it was knightstown high school about 150 members of the public and i don't know maybe they said 10 percent of the uh of the delegates showed up uh, that are precinct committeemen with the with the authority to vote. They heard from all of these folks, and Suzanne Crouch, the current lieutenant governor, was the uh, was the big winner. Uh, Curtis Hill was second. They said that the turnout was hurt a little bit on account of that snow we talked about in Patreon, though. Mm. So, yeah, I, can I was, was I was dragging on Saturday morning. I had me- mentally said, "Oh, I might get to that if I'm motivated," and then I got up Saturday morning and I was not motivated. The roads were worse on Saturday morning than they were. To me, on I ran Saturday morning, and it was they had iced over because it got so cold. So you had to be present to uh, to be able to receive any votes. So uh, the guy named Brad, Ch- Brad Chower, good lord, Brad Chambers, uh, he was not in attendance. He's uh, he's one of the gazillionaires that's self funding. Uh, he he was not there, but I think he's been on your television. Uh, Suzanne Crouch got 19 votes. Curtis Hill got 16. He's the uh, former attorney general. Senator Mike Braun got eight votes. Uh, Eric Doden, who's uh, I believe was endorsed by our our sheriff, John Sproles. Uh, he got uh, three votes. And then there's a, a, a gal named Jamie Rednauer who uh, who picked up one vote. The uh, interesting thing to me was that the Daryl wrote in his article that basically everybody poo-pooed marijuana legalization. And I didn't want to make a big deal of the issue last week when uh, Representative Criswell was on with us, but he was like, yeah, I kind of think new governor probably going to happen. Good chance of it. Two days later, all of these folks come to Henry County and they're like, yeah, we're not voting. We're not in favor of that at all. The Doden was kind of in the favor of eh, maybe, maybe medicinally, maybe if yeah. you're have a medicinal reason, perhaps. Uh, and the way that, the Courier Times reported it was like, yeah, these guys, none of these guys really had a heart for it. Senator Braun playing the politician was like, well, I support law enforcement. So if law enforcement's okay with it, maybe, but law enforcement's always going to, this, this is the, the way political speak works, right? Yeah. One thing that's, and you know more about this than I do too, is it's also primary season. So primary season. You got to run to the right. They're running, they're pandering to their party. And then once they win the primary, then a lot of times you'll hear their, their, what they say kind of shift more to the center to try and lure some people from the other side over. So yeah, they're like right now, they are just like, how Republican conservative could I be? Like if you listen to the ad, the ads all sound the same. Like it's just bragging about certain things, 
especially for like the state reps race. So yeah, they might change a little bit after the primaries. Maybe I can't. We are so backwards. We're surround- we, Senator Braun in the Indianapolis Star article that we linked basically says, hey, we are surrounded by legal. Yeah, I mean, we are an island. It's everybody else has done it. So he's he was the most of the one of the responses that I saw. If that's the only issue you're interested in, they all said uh, th- there were there were two major issues that came out of it. One, how did we handle COVID? They all agreed that they didn't like how Eric Holcomb did it because they weren't governor at the time. So they can now they can they can poo poo the answer yeah. the way it was done. It is uh it is just absolutely back the dump truck time over Eric Holcomb now. Uh Rainwater did it the last election cycle. They saw how high he got and now they're all now they're all going after him. Uh but this this marijuana legalization, they're all kind of, that was the other somewhat noteworthy story out of it. Yeah. So is this making your radar at all, guys? The the governor's race yet? We're gonna have No. No. See? I was gonna say, Sorry. I, I it's 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 anything. early. I I yeah. I think I it's irritating to ads. Like I don't listen. I live in a world where I don't see or hear a lot of ads. Um, like the only time I do is when I'm driving to and from work because I'm listening to terrestrial radio. And then when I get to work, I stream Bob and Tom through their app and I even do it through a 24 seven. So I don't have to hear any of the ads. I get to hear old school Bob and Tom, but oh my gosh, the ads, like I said, they all sound the same. I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I love Jesus. I love Trump and I'm a conservative. And that's what the, all the ads sound like. I'm like, man, they're all just trying to outdo each other. They're all outsiders too. They're all, yes. And they're all political outsiders. They're, they're all outsiders. Like, oh a gosh. former, uh, the, the lieutenant, lieutenant governor's an outsider. Current U.S. senator's an outsider. The former U.S. outsider. The, the, the former office. attorney general is an outsider. An and the two people that have run economic development for Indiana in the last two versions are outsiders. None of them are insiders. What's funny is like, you see you're an outsider. So is your office on the inside or the outside of the state house? Oh, the inside for most of you. And then, yeah. And one of them's like, I built this business and he might've had some part in the business, but the business he built didn't have his name on it. It had Bruce Gaylor's name on it. He's the one guy's like, yeah, I own. He's like some, he's part of Gaylor electric. And I was like, I don't know. I think that there was a guy who like started that company. Cause I met him once and his name was Bruce Gaylor and he started that company. I don't have any doubts that this guy's involved with it now, but they're just trying to outdo each other on, all of the topics that matter to their party. So we have identified the, uh, the senior staff here at boss hog. We've identified, I think we're going to try to do an, a candidate series of eight weeks. There's going to be one week in March where there's going to be no show because the world is shutting down for spring break and candidates don't want to come on then. And uh, Zach's going to be hiding. Dakota's going to be off doing his thing. So we're going to have one week where there's no, there's no show during spring break, but essentially from the beginning of March until the, mercifully we get to the end of the election season the primary election season uh we're going to try to get as many of the local competitive races on as possible get folks to come through here uh we've had pretty good success uh at at having folks come through so we're going to have invitations to uh to most of these offices i'm not sure we're going to have enough room to bring the folks running for governor and send it through here yeah uh we we're lists we got I think we have two competitive races for county commissioner. We've got like six people running for county council. We have the first competitive uh, coroner's primary that we've had in the history of this show. So I can't wait. We're going to draw chalk outlines on the ground, I think, for us. Yeah. Competitive chalk that drawing. The, that would be, yeah, that's what we need to that's, do. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Or maybe we can like, we can practice faking a death and see if they can guess what we died of. <laughs> They're going to hate it. Definitely going to put yeah. you in charge of that. <laughs> oh, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> run run some scenarios 
so yeah, it's going to be fun. We've got, uh, we got a lot of familiar faces coming back through and some new folks too. So, uh, going to be, uh, going to be interesting. And I assume since we record on Thursdays, every other local civic organization is going to choose Thursday to host their events. We should find and out, create a migraine for me. We should find out if it costs money to like reserve the rooms, like the library or whatever, any place. That, and we should just call and reserve them for just, all the Thursdays. Just, just keep them so that so nobody else can do it. Nowhere to have it. Just We'll yeah. take the armory. We'll take the library, uh, the little auditorium room in the library. If we'll we want to give Dakota a stroke, we just say we're going to take the studio. We're going to do this in front of a live studio audience. And we rent the library for two months and make him do the show down there. He would kill us. <laughs> he would kill us. Worth it. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth it. Blake, he's, not, he's not here. Blake's in. He's not uh, here. Yeah. We no, voted. So in. Um, Zach, you were at the uh, city. The President's Day was Monday. Yeah. Or Daytona 500 Day was Monday. Either or. Yeah. Um, so they, on account of the Daytona 500, they moved the city council meeting to Tuesday. Yep. Uh, you could not even get your normal seat. Yeah. There apparently was different reasons for that. But yeah, it was a, it was a full second, second meeting in a row that had a full house. And I've gotten there and I've been staying in the hallway. Last time it was because of, uh, a, 16 year old, I think he's 16, who saved a woman from a house fire and the state fire marshal was there to present an award. This time it was because of a response to, I think, like a very serious accident that involved uh, Henry County EMS, fire, and Middletown EMS, I believe, as well. So they had some awards to go around there. And then once, luckily, those people kind of clear out and I got to sit down. But there's a bunch of people there because the city is pulling the water department, which is their utility that is still in the Indiana uh, Utility Regulatory Commission. They're yanking them the out IURC, of the IURC. The IURC, yep. They're pulling out of the IURC um, so that they can have more freedom in raising the rates of water. So people are real concerned about this, Great. understandably so. So, so I will go down some of the, the facts I learned from sitting through a couple of these meetings because uh, the public notice went out and it was the public hearing meeting. So, so I was I was watching the live stream. Yeah. And I got they had they opened an open hearing and they had all of the they had members of the public come through and speak. And Parks and Recreation was a documentary. Like that TV it show. Wasn't, yeah, I did it was it is show, so close. I mean, there's one so close. There's one that was very nice and some very valid concerns, but none of them were actually like applicable. Like she had a question about a moratorium and that was for power, not not water type of thing. But so the quick rundown is that the IU, there's 400 water departments, municipal water departments in the state of Indiana. 19 of them are still in the IURC. Every other one of them is pulled out. Wow. And they basically what they said was that the normal process that they want to do our water rate hike is we hike, we contact Baker Tilly, which is our municipal advisory firm, and we have them do an analysis. So they the professionals we pay professionals, to do yeah. it. They, they, they charge us, charge the city a sum of money, and they do... They look at our water rates, income, expenses, and then compare our water rates to the communities around us and say, yes, you need to raise them or no, you don't. The last time water rates were raised was like 2006, I think. So it's been a long time. Um, you were learning how to count. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was only four. So yeah. Yeah. So it's been, so it's, so it's been a while since they've done it. So, and then they would bring that, yeah. they would bring that rate hike to the city council. City council would vote on it and then would have to go to the IURC. Apparently, then at that point in the process, it takes ten months and another hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get it through the IURC um, for them to say yes or no. 
they haven't even tried. You have to pay years. all the bribes. You have to, it just yeah. it's more money, and they have to go through more stuff. And Baker Tilly has to do more stuff. And I mean, they get paid enough that they send people to city council meetings on a fairly regular basis to talk about stuff. So that guy's getting mileage. So it's costing us money. So they basically said, "We're just going to pull out." They said, "What we want to do is we're afraid to do is if we go to go to them now, they'll say you need to jack your rates like thirty percent for all the people that are local in Newcastle." We've had a bunch of water main breaks. Those all cost money. That's the utility that they're costing money to. I think the mayor said, I, was, I thought this was low. So far this year, it's $160,000 they spent on water main breaks. So I'm assuming that's almost all labor. Yeah. And then some parts, like materials, pipe, concrete, whatever, and fuel for the rigs, whatever. But they spent $160,000. And we're, what, six, seven weeks into the year? Yeah. Didn't he say so, it's like 16 every time it breaks? It's a like chunk. And like then like some of them have been like 16, 24 hour yeah. things with guys working around the clock. And, and a bunch of them have been, Blake lives in the same neighborhood Jeremiah does within like a half mile of your guys' neighborhood. Do that same. So um, I started yeah. going around. Like, no, and so they just said what we're, they said there's going to be a rate hike, but they said what we'd like to get in the habit of doing is doing, I don't know if they're going to do annual or but fairly regular two to 3% hikes. As opposed to, we're going to wait too long and then need to do a 10% hike or a 20% hike. Um, the thing they're dealing with, and I can voice my own experience with this, our water bills are pretty cheap. They said the average house in Newcastle, their water bill is like $9. But Newcastle's water bill is the only utility bill that we get from the city. So they throw trash on it. They throw sewer on it, which Jeremiah's got all kinds of fun with sewer. And Blake does too, because he's in the same neighborhood where they had to put all the pumps and stuff in. And then we had the big stormwater sewer separation. So my water bill is water bill is might be nine or 12 bucks in water. And it's like $115 overall after you throw everything else on it. So while people say my water bill, there's like your water bill hasn't gone up. My water bill and my utility bill. My utility bill when I started was like fifty seven when I bought my house. The water bill's never gone up. The rates never gone up in that time frame. But my bill has gone up because of EPA this and sewer that. Like my sewer bill, I think is like fifty sixty bucks a month just by itself. So just to flush your toilet, just to flush the toilet. So man. So here's the thing: if they people people freak out and say, "Oh my god, they're going to raise the rates crazy." If your water bill is ten dollars a month, and they say, "Hey, we're going to add thirty percent to it," yeah, it's, it's going to go to thirteen dollars. Even if they doubled your water bill, if they doubled your water bill and said they need twice as much money, say you go from a hundred dollars to one hundred and ten dollars a month, probably not moving the needle hell of a lot. Yes, yeah. yeah, honestly, and, and I, I'm all you know, I, I pay the rate. I'm, but I'm, 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 I'm down with the understanding. And I'm still pissed over my sewer bill going up as high as, as long as my sewer bill doesn't go up at a similar rate, right? As it, long as it's a disconnect there, yeah, I'm fine. If if the water bill goes up double, whatever, I, I'm it's fine. Like I, I understand it, and it's justifiable, and it looks. If you look and see how many water mains have blown out in the last year in the town, like I you just sh- just drive on the roads and see all the fresh pavement that got blown out by water lines that have been destroyed. Mm-hmm. The case is made. I'm I'm not fighting this one. Yeah, I think the mayor said like, and I think he kind of collapsed the timeline a little bit because I can't remember when the one behind Kroger was, but like in the last like year or two, he said that three times we've had a water main break severe enough to drain the water towers. And he said the only reason that wasn't a huge problem is that he said we've got really good wells that have real good 
we can pull a lot of water out of, and we can get those refilled in six or eight hours. He said, if we didn't have that, we'd have been in a world of hurt. But a couple times we've had the water towers completely drained That's crazy. because of water main breaks. So, so yeah, I think a lot, I think most of the people had valid concerns. And I think that the mayor and, uh, it was a lot of Rex Beck and Paul talking, who's the president of the city council trying to explain that, Hey, this is a small part of the bill. And they sit and they asked the guy, they said, Oh, the average bill is nine dollars and eight cents. If we raise your rate 5%, it's going to be $9.49 or whatever. It's going to be like 50 cents for a lot of people if they go up five. And I don't think there'll be a huge hike. I think there'll be, I think, but there, I think we were looking at a period of incremental rate hikes till they get to a point where they feel like they're bringing in enough money to probably deal with some of these water main breaks. And at some point, the water treatment plant also needs like millions of dollars sunk into it. So, Devin, does any of this scare you? Do you do um, the water bill going up? Are you okay? You gonna get through it? I think so because right now I don't have any bills, so I'm just <laughs> hoping it stays that way. Except my phone bill, that's it's okay. You've yet had pay. You haven't had a water bill to pay yet, have you? Nope. One day, Devin. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I'm young. <laughs> yeah. Thank the Lord. You're young. Enjoy it while you can. Well, I mean, I water free, man. It's right there in the lake. This year. I'm feeling pretty old. <laughs> I was walking through the school not as a player, as a coach. <laughs> oh yeah, I had yeah. That's not a transition. Yeah, I walked through the senior the high school today, and I saw kids up on the senior wall. That I'm like, oh, last time the person who cuts my hair didn't cut my hair because she just had him. <laughs> and then I remember when that girl was in my wife's preschool class. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, to me, I, I'm, you know, income tax rate increases when we did, we, we had a massive tax increase to pay for a jail. There were some things that I got upset about. This is in the user fee category for me. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not that freaked out over it. It's not, it's not that much of, it's not that much of a bill. I think when people are thinking, oh, they're going to hike my water utility bill, which is a hundred bucks, 5%, that's five bucks. That's like a bit more of a measured thing. Like you're thinking just, when is this going to end kind of thing? But if you drive around Newcastle, it doesn't take long to wait for, I mean, like there was a stint through the winter where it feels like we have a water main break about every four or five days. And then a lot of times those splinter off into other breaks as they work on the original, like the one that the last one we had that cut off water to the, your guys' into town. I think there ended up being like two or three other secondary breaks the same time that they're working on that break. So yeah, you, you can see that we need that the water department needs some money. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, the city labor force is down significantly compared to where it was 15, 20 years ago. That the lack of a rate increase is why your street department's gone from yeah. high 20s or 30 people down to less than 10 folks that are out there plowing your roads, putting the salt down, repairing, repairing the water main breaks after the fact. You just don't have the headcount of folks that you did. You did years yeah. ago. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. I have uh, an appearance coming up, guys, on Saturday. Uh, very weird. I should have an- I should have talked about it last week. I've been kind of trying to promote it on my uh, on my Facebook page and on the tweeters. Uh, the po- uh, podcasting and platforms networking event is going to be on Saturday morning in Indianapolis from uh, eleven until about one o'clock. Uh, and you can uh, you can jump on my Facebook page or go to Chris Bengel's page. Uh, and RSVP for the event and get there's some free tickets available. Uh, but it's basically going to be about a 45 minute networking session of, uh, of folks that are interested in the podcasting, uh, world. 
So if you wanted to start a podcast, you want to learn about how to do a podcast, if you need somebody to host a podcast, um, Spangle has uh, has brought together a group of folks. And uh, I am the, uh, I guess because he knows Dakota won't leave Henry County on a Saturday for a podcast thing. I got invited as the the long tenured host on the on the network to uh, to go hang out. So uh, Saturday morning, I'll be uh, I'll be there. I was like, okay, cool. No big deal. It'd be like nine people as most of these things are. And then the RSVP list looks like there's going to be closer to like 70 or 80. And then yesterday, the uh, the Indianapolis Business Journal inquired about covering the event. So now, oh, snap. now we're about to be like official in the journal. Like yeah. this is, this is not, this is not like the, the Indy Star. This is the Indianapolis Business Journal. Big time. You can't like go incognito mode and read this thing. This, you've got to have a subscription. This is, People, people with starch shirts read this. Read this magazine <laughs> in their in their in their driven cars on their way to their yes. corner office on the top floor of a building. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, little little nervous, a little nervous. We'll see. Uh, should be fun though. The uh, I, I I don't know how to dress. I, I feel like I just want to wear a PFG or or my uh, my boss hog uh, my my standard boss hog pull, uh, attire. But uh, now I wonder if I need to go go wear some shoes that need polished. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to handle yeah. myself. No, like worn like yeah, regular tire front, but didn't like totally go like gym shorts and tennis shoes because it's a podcast. You're at a table, so it's going to be yeah. a 45 minute meet and greet, and then uh, about a half an hour podcast yes. as well. So we'll see. I'm sure Spangle's going to release it through uh, 400 or 500 different uh, different network outlets. Blow it out. It'll it'll gym. be out there in every way possible. So, all right. Final thoughts, Zachary. What uh, what do we know? What uh, what oh, we got man, going on? Something. Um, I think what's the thing? What's the stuff I've seen all around online? Uh, for for the uh, eclipses coming up, I believe it's like I'm trying to think of what the county's um page, like tourism pages, like might be like basketball lives here or something like that. There's hoops and Henry hoops and Henry dot com backslash eclipse has all the events that are going on for that. Let's hope that we have a sunny weekend. Um the eclipse is on Monday. It's like a pseudo three day holiday. Yeah, there may yeah. At this point, honestly, yo, gov, you're on your way out. Shut this shut the state down. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be fresh back. I'm trying to decide like if I should burn some time just so I'm not driving home in it. I still really want to be driving home because somebody will stop in the middle of the interstate as if we're in like the movie Independence Day and be staring at the sky and I'll hit them or something. The last time we had an eclipse was like eight, the year 800 that hit here. here. Yeah, and, the and, full and, total immersion, and, whatever. And, and anybody that's not in our immediate vicinity of the studio, like the Newcastle is about as good as it gets. Like we, I think we have like four, like maybe a little bit over four minutes of uh, We're within like two seconds of the total highest of, yeah. uh, of anybody in we the world. So I'm needing to fish on Monday. So I'm going to catch some lakes. Fish on some of lakes going to be. I bet some of lakes. Some of lake is going to yeah, be completely packed. Yeah. They they are uh, they are going to stop letting people in the park for it. In fact, wow. they're they're going to have like gated entry, and you they want they're encouraging people to go out. Summit Lake's one of the hot spots, uh, but at some point they're just going to be like, "Yep, you can't you can't come out here anymore." They're gonna fill the boat ramps, the parking lots. I wonder the if they're just tourists. letting like the members come in, or something like that, or if they're just letting everybody. Every, it, it's it anybody it, that ha- that wants to pay the gate charge. It was a big deal, like what in October when because there's a six month window for booking campsites. Um, as people were booking, knocking down campsites for the eclipse, it was a big. De- it was like as big as Labor Day, Fourth of July, and Memorial Day. 
was booking sites for the eclipse. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is selling the campground spots, which is going to be nice for us because it means that they will have already gotten to and dealt with all of the mowing and gotten the the, the speedway will have been through one cycle before uh, before we get out there to camp and hope they haven't said that's good enough for me <laughs> just let it let it slide we're mowing once this year guys yeah okay. uh delta airlines has got a special flight that's going to fly from austin texas to detroit during the eclipse oh, so you really? can jump on the flight and just be like super nerd up above the clouds and watch the watch the scar sky go darkish if you're on the yeah but the thing i thought about that unless you just they'll drive they'll fly right through the totality. You don't want to have a middle or an aisle seat. You just want the window seats. I know, right. and on the right, on the correct side, because at any given time, uh, one yeah. side of the plane or the other is not is going to be looking the wrong way. Yeah, don't so you I, think they just go right down the middle? The sun's above you the whole time. Yeah, but we're okay. But see, the first thing they're going to tell you is to not look directly at it. And being human beings, <laughs> we want to look directly oh, yeah, at yeah. it. Absolutely. So I know like all like if you aim my post about the eclipse on Facebook, you got to make sure you don't lose your one eight, good eye in this. Day eight, yeah. <laughs> eight to 10. I'm going to, I'm going to be wearing my glasses. I'm gonna be wearing my glasses. Eight to 10 companies or, or churches, wherever I'll come up and they'll tell you that they're selling the glasses. And then I'm trying to decide, I'm probably going to throw like a GoPro out somewhere and do like a time lapse or something. But it's a high yeah. stakes. You only get one shot. Yeah. I'll set up on a tripod. <laughs> if I miss it, I could be making TikToks during this eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what a whole generation of kids are going to be doing. <laughs> school, I think the schools are doing an e-learning day that day. I think maybe I don't know if I've heard for sure Newcastle is. I know some other schools are. That's don't, the first day. Don't back from, look up. That's the first day back from. You know the schools don't want to be responsible because it literally it starts. I think four minutes after school dismisses. I think it's like three oh four or three oh eight. Your school dismissal line will be a disaster. Uh, it's a disaster it's now. Yeah. It's like school dismissal and drop-off lines are more organized by staff attempted organization than an aircraft carrier. Yeah. I think Riley does pretty good. They all do pretty good, but it's, but they take, it's way too much staff involvement for what should just be common sense adults being able to handle themselves in vehicles. I think that's usually the problem is you get that one, like no offense to that person, but that one grandma who you look at her and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, we have a good system. Just go with the flow. And they're just like, no, I'm going to go right through the middle of everything and make everybody stop. And it was all working just fine. Other than that, yeah. You know. What was it? It's is it six weeks away? Five weeks away? April 7. Yeah, it six, sounds it's, it's six it's, weeks from Monday. Yeah. Getting getting yeah, perilously right. close. Yeah. I mean, it smelled like spring this morning. I walked outside this morning and it smelled like a spring shower. It did. Uh, we were getting I smelled there. it. I smelled it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I will complain. Daylight savings time's coming up. And What's I, that? No, I can't oh, smell nothing. Like, I can't <laughs> smell nothing. I was say, that's great. Daylight savings time coming up, though, and I hate it. And I realize it's coming because I get to work, and there's a, a, they're starting to get some sliver of light. And right when I really get some good daylight, when I show up to work, they snatch it away from me again. And give Zach, it you're looking at it wrong, man. <laughs> you're getting that time back to go camping in the, uh, after. I'll get it that, eventually anyway. It's it that daylight saving time is what opens up the Friday nights to be able to go out and get in you get somewhere before it's dark. Twice a year the governor sucks an hour of light out of my soul. He he just re, he just repositioned it. He took the loaf of bread from the front to the back. One slice I got know. moved. It hurts me though. It's all that happened. <laughs> all right, Blake. Yeah. One more time. How do how do folks uh Come down, learn about the store, the, your uh, your operations, the things you can Facebook. do. Facebook, he's great at Facebook. He's <laughs> Facebook. great at Facebook. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook. All of our contact info is on there. 
Um, the store number, you can text that. Um, you can email us, give us a call. One of those three options is probably the best way to get a hold of us. If you're in the chat, I posted a link to the Facebook page in the chat. Dude, thank you. That's very kind. I appreciate that. All right. And uh, Devin Guffey, you've got some services that you're getting ready to offer up, uh, some personal training abilities. You're the gym rat of the group. You, you, you moved into the YMCA and you live down there now. I mean, now that I can drive, I'm going to be down there every day, so... I mean, it'll be better than just three days a week. So, so reach out to Devin. You're potentially looking at, you've been, you've been kicking around the idea of doing some, uh, some one on one, uh, coaching, some weightlifting plans for folks, some, some uh, classes or some online courses. Yep. So a lot of different opportunities. Follow you. How do they look you up? Instagram? Instagram on Instagram. It's underscore Devin Guffey. All right. Was, is there somebody else running around without the Instagram that's Devin Guffey that got you? Or is it cool to have the Instagram? I don't know how you I think how you decide. This. I might have made I might have made an old Instagram that was Devin Guffey. I don't know. I made an old Instagram way back when, and it's got a bunch of little baby pictures of me. Don't look at that Instagram. You got to go to the <laughs> underscore Devin. Yes, yes, underscore Devin Guffey. Also, if you're if you're local, get on the Courier Times. You can vote for your best, the best of Henry County stuff. But for some reason, Travis Wyke, there's not a best podcast category. I think it's a pay to play. You gotta, you gotta, I, th- I think, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't, I don't know for sure. And there's a million I feel like, categories. I feel like you gotta, you gotta create the category. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a reason for the category to exist. There's, we are East Central and favorite podcast. I don't I need, I, know, I don't need a, a newspaper to tell me that we're some the of these categories are in the weeds though. There's like, like there's some of those like best Italian restaurants and Primo, I love you. How many competitors do they have? <laughs> so I was gonna say, do we just have the one? Do we? Yeah, just the one. Just the one. Which is and great, like, yeah. there's like best barbecue, which I guess you kind of debate that, but we kind of have a barbecue restaurant. We have grilled. So I'm like, you can give us best podcast. Yeah, but how do we choose? How do we? How am I supposed to choose the best fireman? Like there are multiple I know, but there's firemen. A best firemen. There's best. There's and there's bunch. like three you guys. Could, you could go Emily Frank on best photographer. That's my aunt. See? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so some of those I do, I don't disagree with on this stuff. And then if, if you really want to be a, like a diehard winner, best veterinarian, Nathan Rich got nominated twice. He, you can vote for two different Nathan Rich, two different versions it's of the him? same one. Yes. <laughs> wow. But yeah. I went through today and voted for the first time. I'll go through and roll through a couple votes for some more. Some of my nominated didn't get didn't get put on the ballot. Did you nominate for a podcast? There wasn't a podcast category. Uh-huh. There needs to be a best podcast category. Bring well, this bring this polling system. Into well, listeners, write Travis. in, write your letters letters to the editor to Travis Wyke, editor at thecouriertimes.com, and let them know that you feel like your favorite podcast was slighted. Is there a miscellaneous? No, I don't Dang. think so. It's a real weird. It's the, I'll be honest, the voting and the nomination was really frustrating because you don't just get to the end. You hit next and just start you back at the beginning. And you're like, but there's votes here. Already. Did it work? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if it worked or not. Come honestly. on, Travis. I, it's a newspaper. You probably are supposed to go in and get a paper copy and then submit it. <laughs> mail it in. <laughs> you got to mail it in. We need to get Darren. <laughs> hey, Darren Jacobs, why don't you holler at us? Because Darren's made the news. There's some kerfuffle out there in Spiceland. I tried to book him for tonight and said, yeah, "Hey, you want to say your piece?" And he uh, he was he was uh, already occupied. I don't know if another another rival podcast that doesn't get to get voted on got him or what, but he was he was occupied, so we couldn't we couldn't yeah. snag the guy. 
All right. With that, we say thank you guys so very much for being a part of the show. Uh, I believe it is safe to say that we are having our first ever February 29th edition of this episode of this show next we'll week. We'll own it. Yeah. Be the will. 2 29 First, and maybe the only time we ever get a Thursday. When's the next Thursday that's on February 29th? It's going to be a while. I might <laughs> yeah. be retired from the podcast business by then. So stay tuned. We'll do that one and uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys.